guys, welcome back to the Ultimate Human Podcast, where, as you know, we go down the road of everything anti-aging, longevity, biohacking, and everything in between. As you can see, I'm in the parking lot of the world's greatest grocery store, and what makes this the greatest grocery store is how they originate, grow their organic produce. It's called Seed to Table. It's been labeled the number one grocery store in America, and I got a behind-the-scenes tour today with the helicopter out to thousands of acres and a detailed, under the under the uh, roots look at how they're raising their organic produce. This is going to be a really interesting episode. I snipped together everything behind the scenes that makes true organic food organic food. I always talk about it's not really the food; it's the distance from the food to the table. So I hope you enjoy today's episodes on the true roots of organic living. All right, guys, we're at Oaks Farms Distribution Center in Immokalee, Florida. This is where it all happens. It all comes in here and then it gets distributed out to the restaurants, to the to the grocery stores, to his grocery store, the food and thought, and seat to table. Let's get ready for the tour. Seat to table from your own farm getting there same day. The same right. day, so that's what- You what... mean same day, you mean harvested, we, we, packaged, we, shipped, and on we, store. We, we get day. to the store in the same day. That is so incredible. We, we get the that's why we have two times, two times a day delivery. Because in the morning, we're bringing in the product that's not from the farms, and in the afternoons, we're bringing in farm fresh product after it's harvested in the morning. Goes that note. Yep. Wow. So something could be growing, and I could be eating it within 48 hours. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. the way that nature intended for us, right? Yeah, because yeah. there's there's a studies that done that show that even even the, the electric living energy in, in food, in, in one or two days later, is down to half. And then three or four days later, it's down to half again. So if you get this food that's been sitting in the store for weeks or even months, Sometimes you get apples that could be a year old. You, the, 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 the living energy in that is, is depleted. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, I, I, I've never been sick. I've never missed a day of work in my life. I don't get sick, but I'm, I've been around food that's harvested that day all the time. I think it has amazing values of, of that. I think so that, too. That, electric, that electric living energy that we don't, you know, we talk about, we're, we're made, of, we're electric, right? You know more about this than I am, but, but, but nature intended for us to eat food that was that was living and at the time that, that you, you, you there's nothing better than we go out to the farm when you pick the strawberries we'll be picking the strawberries off the plant and eating them today and they taste amazing and it is it's so much better for you yeah i agree it's our fresh seed to table salads so this is all made with the highest quality growing practices true organic product from lilies out in california okay this product this comes all the way in from california it does all these yep. come in right in from california uh these were loaded three days ago all this product goes on team trucks and they, okay. they bump the dock here so here's some cauliflower from Via Rico, Andy Boy out in California. They're a really good grower. This product specifically is from Yuma, Arizona right now. A really good snow white, good good growing practice. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. Yep. It's heavy too. A lot of water in there. It feels, yeah. it feels good. Feels nutritious. Now of all the things that we can't do yep. in production here in Florida, we go to that extra length to try to source the very best vendors from around the country, even as you see sometimes the yep. world to, to, to bring in the stuff yep. that's best for our stores and our customers. Is the quality of our food that you get access to, you shop to, is that dwindling down or is it growing? It, it is, it's, it's getting worse every every year from a health perspective because there there's more genetically modified uh, of, you know, items out. There's, there's uh, you know, and there are, there is a demand for quality food, yeah. but, uh, and, and, and the only thing that's gonna, gonna stifle the people from producing all the garbage is education. So when we educate people, then no, I'm not gonna eat that. 
then there's no longer a market for it and we can change the industry to get everybody doing doing the right thing. And that's that's kind of the, the goal mm. here. Awesome. This is an Italian mix of, is it possible to get non-GMO corn nowadays? It's got to get tough. It, it's, it's, it's tough. We, one of the things that I was, that I was going to try to grow uh, and then there's there's sweet corn that we're getting that's non GMO, right. but but it's getting tougher because they're they're exactly modifying everything, right? Yeah. But but uh, corn is for the land that we have over here and the soil type that we have over here, it's it's like a huge money loser. That's the only reason we're not growing the corn here because they can grow it over there, we can grow it here. But you're gonna they grow it over there non GMO and you can fly it in cheaper. Yeah. So we're, where we're, are they growing it? Over by Bell Glade, over over over, over by. Uh, uh, Lewiston by Lake Okay. Yeah. Yep. None, none of this is directly modified. That is beautiful. Look at this. It's and, so, and, it's so and every, every one of them is. Look, look at the quality there of the product. I mean, that's from that's from giving the plant what it needs. That's the, the other guys that are growing with the chemical fertilizer can't grow this quality because because the, the, it doesn't have the nutrients. You know. Right. It's, this is our state of the art. So this gentleman. I can't really say on the record what it, what specifically, but they, they really figured out the citrus screening program the right way by putting the right nutrients back into the soil. Oh, and they've got amazing product. He, this gentleman spent 40 years working on this. He started this in college. Putting the nutrients into the soil. Now, I talk about that all the time. And, and they literally they they advertise it on the box nearly four decades wow. in the making. So really first class individuals, four week season. And the flavor profiles out of this world. So, so the people that don't know, the Florida citrus industry has been completely decimated, and it's been decimated by a, a, a virus called the citrus screening virus. And when, when I say it's decimated, I would say that that the Florida citrus industry is a shell, of, of like fifteen or twenty percent of what it was wow. ten or fifteen years ago. Uh, the oranges, everything. And I, I think my personal thoughts are is that. All these farmers were doing the same program that the universities gave them. They're, they're, they're using a lot of glyphosate in these groves. They're giving them chemical fertilizer. They're spraying the trees and they're, they're all about production. But little by little, it's like going to McDonald's every day and eating that, you know, you're going to be healthy. You're going to be pretty healthy until you're 15 or 20 years old. You can eat all that garbage. And then it's then 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 the reality of all the damage you've done comes to fruition. And that's what happened with our soil here is that they were depleting the soil across all these orange groves and then this this virus came in and it spread like wildfire because all the trees were truly sick because they didn't have the nutrition in in the in the, in the ground so what we've done we're going to fly over today we're going to fly over our orange grove i have a 170 acre orange grove that we put in it's still young the trees are about this big they're all covered right now by white nets so that they won't get con the, the, the disease the citrus greening disease is spread by flies by white flies mm. so the nets protect them from getting that disease and meanwhile we're putting you're also going to fly over the field you're going to see you're going to see 600 tons of chicken manure that we just brought out there wow. and we're spreading it around 600 tons of chicken manure. it comes comes from north florida they, they dry it out slightly so it doesn't it's not green it doesn't stink but it's got all the microbial activity mm. and it's got you know it builds the soil base back and then we put a lot of compost mulch we we, we mossed a pine, pine bark mulch and then let it compost for a year year and a half and then we put a lot of that out there as well so these practices are what's going to going to make a healthy tree and a healthy disease resistant plant because it's got it's got the building blocks if somebody's watching this and they and they they're so interested in what you're doing and they and they want to 
as a consumer, they can't source from you. They'd have to find a grocery store. You know, because I think eventually the market has got to go direct to consumer. It's got to, the consumer's got to be able to buy their own grass-fed meats, their own pasture-raised chickens, because there are very few places where they can go into a grocery store and get everything that they need in one place that's, that's truly healthy, organic, grown the way, the kind of care that you guys are taking. Yeah. Unless it's a seed to table or you know a, or a food, food, food and thought. We, 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 did, we did a seminar back 10, 15 years ago about the, the high cost of cheap food, like what you really pay in the end by buying a 99 cent hamburger or something right. like that. And it's, it's, a, it's, 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 it's devastating what's happened in our country. The whole idea is to get healthy food out to the masses because when I travel around the country, I've been doing a lot of traveling around doing speaking events, mm -hmm. and you, I can't find any good food. I have to go in a grocery store and settle for whatever produce that I can find. But as yeah. far as finding something that's prepared and or something have, that you can so get, you'd have to have like growing within a certain distance of the store, right? Yeah, growing yeah. and processing it within a certain well, distance. It, of the store it, 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 I think that we could we could we could circumvent that somewhat, like like we do with the products that you see here by putting on our team trucks, our own. As you see, we have over 300 trucks over mm -hmm. there, so. We could we could get stuff to the we can get a lot of the product to the stores within a day within 24 hours within 30 hours by by our streamlined process. Mm. And as you see, if you look through all of our warehouse today. Have you seen any one thing that looks old in here? No, Every, everything nothing. is fresh. Dude, it smells we, fresh. It, it, it feels it, fresh. It, it, hey guys, if you've been watching the Ultimate Human podcast for any length of time, you know that one thing I do not do is push products. I do not just let any advertiser into this space because I believe that the products that appear on the Ultimate Human podcast should be things that I use every day in my life to improve my own physiology. One of them is something called the Echo Go Plus. The Echo Go Plus is a hydrogen water generator that you can take on the go. You essentially take the top off of this bottle, you pour bottled water in this, and repeatedly it will make high part per million hydrogen water. You press this little button, you'll see these bubbles going up in the water. That's hydrogen being created in the water. There are all kinds of peer-reviewed published clinical studies on the benefits of hydrogen water, including reduced inflammation, better absorption of your supplements, better absorption of your foods, better balance of the stomach acid, and it feeds an entire class of bacteria in your gut. Hydrogen water, in my opinion, is the most beneficial water that you can drink, and now you can take it wherever you go. You can go to echo, E-C-H-O, H-2-O.com. That's echo, E-C-H-O, H-2-O.com. Enter the code ultimate10 for a discount, echo H-2-O, entered the code ultimate 10 for a discount. Most of us have a very difficult time meeting our protein needs and certain protein sources like whey protein and others can be as little as 20% absorbable. This is 99% absorbable and it has all of the essential amino acids that the body needs to build lean muscle, to recover, to improve our exercise performance, and most importantly, to repair after we have intense exercise. So this is called Perfect Amino by Body Health. It's like I said, 99% absorbable. It only has two calories. Eventually the caloric intake has virtually no caloric intake. It will not break a fast. It tastes amazing. You mix it in water. I take this literally every single morning. If you're working out in a fasted state, you have to take a full spectrum amino acid 
prior to your workout to preserve your lean muscle and make sure that you're recovering properly. And again, it will not break your fast. So the caloric impact is virtually zero. You get all of the full spectrum amino acids. It tastes wonderful. I use it every single day. You can go to bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. That's bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate and look for the perfect aminos. They actually come in capsules if you're on the go or it becomes in several flavors that they make in a powder, which I love. It's flavored with natural um, uh, means of flavoring. So there's no artificial sweeteners in here. So this is one of my absolute favorite products. Give it a try. If you're working out at all, you need a full spectrum amino acid. Go to bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. That's bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. I love their lab tested products. You can actually see the absorption rate for all of their products. They've got great electrolyte protein combinations. My favorite is the perfect aminos. Bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. And now back to the ultimate human podcast. We're at one of our, our eight farm locations and we call this the we call this the West Miami farm because it's uh, it's getting pretty far out. We're going over to watch them harvest our vine ripe tomatoes. Uh, we were at the packing house earlier. You saw some of the product come in and and, uh, and this is this is you know where where the, the crews are harvesting the tomatoes by hand off of off of the plants and then and then they'll go in to be packed and and then uh, you know they'll be in the processing facilities like like you saw earlier we're in the fields right now we're going to walk down and check it out there's so much going on behind the scenes here that is not evident to the naked eye one of the things that i just learned about how they irrigate these fields is that just like you have to level a floor or level a driveway or you know create a slope in a driveway so the water runs away from the house they have to do the same thing here so that when they irrigate these fields they can manage the water and the drainage from these crops just like they're managing um, the fertilizer and everything else and so what you can see here are slopes running in certain directions so that all the water management is handled um, properly it's just a lot going on behind the scenes it's 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 beautiful and it's fascinating and it's very impressive I'm so amazed by how by how dense these these organic farms are with with tomatoes. When you peel these back, just look at the density of the amount of tomatoes in here and how just healthy they look. And there's a couple things going on. Number one, no pesticides, no herbicides, no insecticides, no glyphosates. And and one of the things that they do is they use this reflective material right here so that they can actually trap the moisture into the root and make a reflection to disorient white flies. And these white flies are the flies that come in and they just they attack the plants and they attack the the, uh, the fruits and the vegetables. So instead of spraying it with poisons and chemicals, they actually reflect the light back um, uh, to disorient these flies and use it as a natural pesticide. Amazing idea. I just wonder why we're so stuck on using so many chemicals and so many synthetics and so many poisons to actually protect and grow our food supply. If you look at the thousands of acres around me right now, they're using none of those things. I just ate a tomato straight out of the field. It was absolutely freaking delicious. It was heavy and dense and nutritious. And this is the direction that we need to go with our food supply in America because the food supply is leading to the drugs. When a lot of the tomatoes that are shipped across the country, they'll go in there and they'll pick these tomatoes when they're stone green like this. They'll pick a you know, hard green tomato like that no way oh yeah that's what almost all the tomatoes are shipped they're, they're picked green like that like like the bananas that come across the ocean and they're picked mm -hmm. green and then they're gas gas ripened with ethylene gas it's, there's okay. nothing wrong nothing harmful with the gas what's harmful is, is that the, the 
the nutritional value of this green tomato compared to something that's ripened on the vine, mm. it's much, much more nutrition in the in the ripe tomato. And then also the flavor is, is a hundred times better. So, mm. so, um, but there's a reason for that because when you look at, at the process that we have to go through here on the, on the truck and you'll see these guys are hand grading these. So really, well, you they're, can't, they're, they're literally looking at them and, and, and separating them by hand. Yeah, because you can't take a red tomato like this and, and run it across a machine, a belt without damaging it. Mm. So it's a whole other process that you have to do. To yeah, they're already, I mean, right. just these have fallen. Yeah, you can see, you, know, you, you can, can see, see they're already damaged. Yeah. Right. So when they pick them green like this, they can throw them in great big, huge tubs, like, like big, big semi 40,000, uh, you know, pound containers and then dump them all in and then run them through a, through conveyor lines and everything separated in size and mm. it, you, don't, you don't need to use people to do it. So it's a lot cheaper to get the pack, but then you still have a packed up green tomato, not, not a red tomato. So, gotcha, that makes so, perfect sense. They're grading up there for size and color and different things. And we'll take all these really red tomatoes and just send them just like this right to the right to the seed to table store. Mm. So we're getting that true vine right product. And then the, these other ones that are still traditionally, a, a, you know, technically a vine right because they've been picked with the, the ripeness, will ship out to the customers that might be in New England or places like that, where by the time, it gets, time. By the time it gets here, be right. if we took these right there and shipped them, then we'd, we'd be having a So problem. these are site sorted. So and these guys right here are just taking, they're bringing the tomatoes up and then there's these guys are site sorted. Mm. The thing is normally, normally we would be picking the field a little bit more riper than mm -hmm. what it is right mm -hmm. now. Wow. But there's something called rain check that comes from the, all the rain that we've been ha having. So if you let the tomatoes get get really red like this, you get up, they, they get damaged by the rain. Mm. So you have to be ahead of it. And that's one thing where mother nature is constantly dictating everything that these guys have to do out here. From from whether the when we plant, when we harvest, when you know everything, it's, it's all all directly related to only the weather, really. Wow. So Alfie's taking us through the tomatoes, the squash, the pepper farms. A really interesting thing I just learned about squash is that you can actually pick squash in the morning from a from a squash that's about a quarter of this size, and by that afternoon it can be this size or even this size. You can actually pick squash every day; it grows that fast. Not like peppers, which might take a few weeks or a few months to actually yeah, uh, harvest. Right during our during our our you know really hot summer season, you can take a squash that's that big on the plant in the morning. And by the end of the day, it will be as big as the squash here sitting next that to me. That is incredible. It's really, it's really yeah, yeah, that's incredible. This is real food. This is just nutrient dense food. And actually coming out here and seeing behind the scenes, like the care and, 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 and the love and what it takes to actually, the technology that goes in to really raise, you know, organic crops or semi-organic crops is fascinating. And I know that we're going to fix the food supply, brother. Yeah, we're, uh, we, you know, we've been after it. My, my, when I first started, farming at the age of 19 I was doing conventional farming I was taking I wasn't I didn't grow up in a farming family I was first generation so I just learned what some people that that I went to school with were, were mm -hmm. generational farmers and I started doing their bad practices right and then my father which was not farming at the time and never farmed uh, about five years after I got out of farming so I only farmed for about three or four years before I went bustola yep. and then got out of it <laughs> and and then my dad got into farming he was into organic farming and then he told me that that we could farm organically. We could put this organic material into the soil and grow better crops. And, and I didn't really believe him at first. And it and honestly, when I first started farming again 17 years ago, because I took I took a 15 year hiatus, um, we we started growing things the right way. And it wasn't it didn't come easy. We had a lot of trial and error. Yeah, a, a lot of money that you could consider wasted. Yeah, and, until until we finally come up with a program 
that we can grow good good organic product um, amazing successfully all right let's yeah. go to the last location so we uh we're, we're, we're at the chicken coop now and and you can see that these are just fresh eggs it almost looks like i went out and, and dyed them for uh for, for easter for easter yeah <laughs> but they're still they're still warm i can't wait to try these but one of the things they do is they take the um they take the produce and the trimmings from the produce, the lettuce and the waste from actually trimming the produce and don't let it go to waste. They actually bring it out here and they feed it to the chickens. So these chickens are eating really, really well. Um, and then there's a whole area inside where they can go in, they can quiet, find some quiet to kind of nest and, and lay their eggs. But they seem to be treated pretty well. The cage is more here to keep the coyotes and the, and the, and the wolves and, and things from actually eating the chickens, not to keep the chickens from running around. Well, they, they, have, they have plenty of square footage between these three three bays here to, to roam around as they want all day. So they, and, and, and you can see on the very back side, that's where we put a, a bunch of the romaine lettuce trimmings and they're just finishing up the last of that from this morning. So every day- Romaine lettuce? Whatever. A lot of times it'll be the ripe strawberries. It could be really anything that we have an abundance of uh, goes in there. And, and uh, but the, the, the eggs are phenomenal here. You can yeah. feel the temperature of these eggs. We just put them out, they're, they're warm. They're like no, they nine, really are warm. Nine, 95, 98 degrees. Uh, they, they just came out of the back side of the chicken there and um, there's, there's, there's nothing better than getting these good fresh pasture raised. I, I can't wait yeah. to try these. Man. Oh, you just scared her out and look, look where she left them. Yeah. But, and it's it's nice and warm. It's like a perfectly made egg. It feels like the shell's a little light, but, um, but the egg is heavy. It's huge too. This is a grade A egg right there. That's as organic as that gets right there. It doesn't get fresher than that. It literally just came out. The, yeah. The, the, the hen just jumped up from that egg. Amazing. So you see how they're not trapped in there? They, they, you know, they can they can run. They can run through here and go outside if they like. But 40 years ago, a McDonald's hamburger still was made with 100% pure beef. It's mm. not anymore. It, it, it didn't used to have pink slime in it. It does have pink slime in it. The bread weren't made with genetically modified wheat, and before 1977, it, it didn't have folate in it, right? Right. So, so, and, and then all the different chemicals in the sauces and everything. So, the the people our age that aren't educated think that they're going taking their kids, and they're like, ah, oh, the McDonald's hamburger didn't really hurt me that bad, right? Right. Even though I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't think I don't think ever when I was a child it was like the best food to eat, but it's so much better than the toxic uh, toxic food that you would get right now. That, right. that, that that's kind of and is, is, is it because a lot of the farmers are just not aware that there are there are practices that they can put in place that actually don't have so many chemicals and and pesticides and herbicides and well, insecticides and what have you because i i noticed that you you know part of the farm was semi-organic and it was still using the you know it was still using the chicken manure and it was still um using as little of the chemicals as possible. yeah so the first farm we went to was all organic and you could tell by all the extra weeds that you saw in, mm -hmm. in, in the middles and and that's 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 a certified organic location the other farm that we went to second is not certified organic although it, we really do about 95 percent organic practices because mm -hmm. we found a way to do it and, and our buying power to buy all the chicken manure and compost mulch and everything made it feasible but we grow we grow product that has so much more integrity of, of you see the quality of the peppers and the things in our packing yeah. house that we grow so nutrient because it because it's grown with with all of the right micronutrients uh, there's some studies that have been done that show if you just grow uh, you know a pepper that has NPK uh, chemical fertilizer versus you grow something that has all the different elements and everything in the soil well of course this one is 10 50 times more healthy for you than the right. other one so part of part of what's what's making our country obese is the fact that we're eating all this food 
that has the calories in it, but it's devoid of the nutrients, right? right. So our brain is still- I talk about it all the time. Brain is still saying, feed me, feed me, feed me, even after you eat all this food that's nutrient void and has, has, has everything in it, except for what you really need, right? Right. So, um, so and, and to back to your point about why are there not more farmers doing this? I think there's there's enough farmers growing organic that meets the demand right now, because uh, uh, there's you know most organic items you can find in stores. So the the awareness has to happen to create the demand to make some of the other farmers shift. Mm-hmm. And and when you ask me how come more farmers aren't educated to it, I just my answer is how come more doctors aren't educated? To it? Right. How come these doctors are prescribing all of these pharmaceutical medicines that that we know aren't doing people any any good in a lot of cases not not every case but a lot of cases and and it's the same thing with the farmers the farmers are just taking what the universities tell them is gospel and this is the way that you do it and they believe that Mm. just like our doctors do and i don't think that any of the doctors are necessarily bad people i don't think these farmers that are using all you know all this genetically modified um uh, seeds and and all the terrible chemicals the lanates and glyphosates and things like that yeah. that we would never use like we would never consider using that under any circumstance here but i don't think that they're bad people they're just not educated yeah i'm always advising my audience to eat grass-fed you know grass-finished meat and a lot of what they say as well it it, it, it costs so much more so why, why does it cost so much more to raise a grass-fed cow well because it's know, grass <laughs> right so I guess if, if we sold the cow just by the cow, it wouldn't cost more, but we sell, unfortunately, we sell the meat by the pound, right? Mm-hmm. So so when you feed, when a cow eats like it's supposed to in nature, just grass, not a bunch of genetically modified corn and, and corn syrup and Steroids. soy and all this other stuff. So the, the, the weight comes on much, much more slowly, right? The, and, and you can go to other third world countries and go out and see their cattle and, and, and see that, that uh, you know, drastic difference between the size of their cows, the, mm. the meat that's on their, their cows compared to the, the cows that we have over here that are the, you know, the corn fed, you know, uh, all, all that are getting eating all this, this, this food that's really not, not good for them and good for us to eat it. But those cows will grow in, in a matter of a year. Uh, they can put on, you know, several hundred pounds, 250, 300 wow. pounds in a year, whereas a grass fed cow it's going to take you know two and a half years to do it and and if you can get it any faster it's only because you're growing a lot of grass and you're rushing them through the fields quickly because there is a little bit more protein up at the top areas of the grass if you don't let them eat it all the way down but you have to have a lot more land you have to give a lot more time for the for the cows to put on the weight and uh and yes uh, it is just grass but uh, the the time and uh, energy is it always it always equates money. So that makes a lot a lot more sense. But it's worth every dime. Worth concerned. every penny. I mean, there's it, it maybe even not a, a, an area that you could consider of all the guys that's a better value uh, than than meat because I think it is such a a drastic difference between what the we now what, what we now have to call grass finished beef because they messed up. Uh, you know, they started calling all beef grass fed, but grass finished beef that it's from a good supplier that you know that did the right thing versus the the meat that that is in that that I call poison, you know. If you haven't had a chance to connect with me on theultimatehuman.com, head over there now and sign up for my free newsletter and all of the exclusive content.